Hey, welcome to Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. Uh, so today we have a special episode where we decided, uh, well, uh, we'll just let them know what happened. We were having a conversation the other day, and you mentioned that what one of your favorite movies was, which is Patch Adams, mm-hmm. which I hadn't seen in a long time, but I knew it was like a movie that kind of got derided by critics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if it is like that bad, or if there's something that like is special about it, or you know. And uh, so I watched it. I took my notes. You rewatched it. You took some notes. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to start? You want to talk a little bit about this movie? Go ahead, because I want to know why you, want... you didn't like it, and I'm going to change your opinion. You're going to change. This my is mind what's going to happen. Adams. We're going to seriously. I'm I'm going to welcome negative comments, and hopefully to persuade Ross and knowing that he is wrong. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, I'll just fuck with you. <laughs> this, this could be a very interesting podcast. Oh, shit's going to get brutal. All right. Okay, one of us, bo- both of us are talking on this podcast right now. Uh-huh. One of us is, will only be on the end. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll probably both be it'll, edited at the end. No, no. <laughs> it'll be like Mortal Kombat... <laughs> Fucking flawless victory. Somebody's going to die during this <laughs> podcast, and it will be uh, it'll be court evidence actually. Before we start, what Mortal Kombat character would you be? I know that's totally off topic, um, but I need I need. Like, it's a very a good qu- question, that's a great question, Jason. Um, I don't know. You start. You asked the question. You Ooh. got anyone in mind? Uh, I got it narrowed down to a couple. Okay. I would be either Sub Zero. Uh huh. Baraka. Ah. Oh. And Jax with the mechanical arms. Oh, yeah. That's those a pretty are, good those one. Those are probably my three. Yeah. Over, like, Johnny Cage or any of them? Yeah. yeah. Fuck Johnny Cage. Cage. All right. Hmm. Uh, I mean, Scorpion's the cool one, or, like, the cool hand. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I'd... I think I'm gonna go just kind of weird and say, like, Kung Lao would be cool. Kung he just Lao. seems like, well, you know, a decent... Hat? Yeah, you can, you can just... You don't even have to approach people and mess with them. You can just throw a bladed hat at them. Go mm-hmm. all odd job on them. <laughs> nice, nice. So yeah, now that now that our <laughs> listeners know which Mortal Kombat characters would be, are we ready? Absolutely. <laughs> so I I started my notes with the good things about this movie. Okay. Because I, I yeah. like to do that. I like to do that when I like your style. If I'm gonna say some negative stuff about it, I, I feel like I should say some positive things. Sure. Um, Robin Williams is good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it like he's. He does his routine, like his goofy bits, but you know, he also handles the more sentimental moments well. Yeah. Like, he's pretty good. And in general, like, it's pretty decent acting mm-hmm. in the film. Uh, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's good as always. Um, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think any of the actors or actresses are really weak. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're doing what they can with material. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would agree with you because uh, like that's one of the strong points of because like mm-hmm. two of my heroes are in it, and then another character actor who's really good, uh, he uh, Michael uh, Jeter. Okay, uh, he he plays the guy who's afraid of squirrels. Oh right. Yeah, and he's okay. he's in a handful of movies. He's great. He's have you ever seen the documentary that guy from that thing? I haven't, but I it's I've a fun, it's it. fucking awesome. It's yeah. about all about like character actors that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And like their stories, you know, yeah. like guys who've done like 150 films and nobody knows. Yeah, who you like you recognize, like, oh, I've seen that guy in something, but yeah. you don't really know who it is. And he's one of those guys, and he's That's this, cool. He's like and a really good character actor, or he was, but uh, yeah. he passed away. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's one of the other sad things about this movie is like, look, everybody's at it, it's like, dead. Yeah, Robin Williams, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Michael Jeter, and they died 
all three very tragic. Exactly. It was really strange watching a couple of the scenes with yeah. Robin Williams and Philip Seymour Hoffman being like, man, both same of year. them. Yeah, both of them died in the same year of a tragic situation. Yeah. You know, a self. Yeah, and and Michael Jeter, the guy, was he saying, killed himself. No, he uh, he actually died of AIDS. Oh wow! So in like '99, like right after this movie came Jeez. out. So yeah. So, so it was that was kind of a bummer to it. Was it was, like, but you all know, three of these the guys, movies. I think, deserve. Yeah, it's just like that note. Yeah, or like I guess, or just maybe like, man, those three guys deserved, I think, better than that. I don't yeah, know. no, it's tragic, but. Uh, um, but okay, the good things. Uh, good other, things the other, uh, another one I had was that uh, it's a pretty good-looking film, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, part of that is that these days we're so accustomed to everything especially movies like this where they're not like really high budget films mm-hmm. being shot on digital and this is like very much like you can tell it's a it's film it looks like film it's got a higher production value just the style of it than a lot of modern. how and just for our listeners how would you what, what were some how things would, like elaborate on that it's it's, like, it's I, a hard I, thing to describe a lot of it has to do with the way that light looks or the texture of the film uh, and like it's I don't know. It has a much more cinematic quality than a lot of digital yeah, stuff like, these days. It, there, there's a grain to it that yeah, for sure. Which I mean, you know, you I, could say like some people don't like as much as like the really crisp digital thing, but it has sure. like kind of a character to it that a lot of movies. Yeah, don't before have. you said that, because I was even kind of thinking because like the only reason I knew it was shot on film was just because of the the time the year it came out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It was digital. I don't even think it was even digital even being shot. In no, not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, there might have been a film or... No, I don't think so. Right. I don't think it was really... So. I think there was, like, an indie film that did it first that I forget the name right. of, but... Uh, yeah, so I, I, I just thought it was a pretty good-looking movie for that, and uh, especially... And it's also kind of neat just because it's a mid-range budget movie. Like, mm. it seems like everything is really high-range or, like, really low, uh, and... You know, at least it's something that doesn't totally exist these days. So, mm-hmm. but th- that's probably about all I had for positives on this oh, movie. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> I have four pages. Of notes. Holy crap! <laughs> all right, let's go. So, um, I guess, I guess the biggest problem I have with the movie is it's so like it, thematically it wants to be so obvious mm-hmm. about it, but. Like the message of the movie is so at odds with what's going on a lot of the time yeah. that it's really frustrating and annoying. And it, like, like Patch, you know, is obviously supposed to be the good guy who cares about the patients, and all the other doctors hate patients and fuck patients, and you know, right. we don't have time for that. But like, when you actually like half half the lines from those other characters are like that, where they're they're just like. What? Well, we hate you because you're getting down and talking with the patients and caring right. about the patients, which is absurd. Right. And then the other half is like stuff that, yeah, they totally have a reason to be pissed off or annoyed at this guy. Like, he does all this irritating shit when they're trying to learn and, like, become doctors, which is insanely hard. And he does a bunch of, like, really illegal things in the movie that is, like, glossed over. Like, they're trying. To, I'll, I'll get more to that later. Sure. But that was. That it's, it's it's like kind of the the issues with the way he goes about things and then the way that the movie is trying to make it seem like super inspirational and wonderful like the score is just overbearing and terrible <laughs> I hate this score uh, and yeah like there's certain scenes that are mocked a lot that are, I don't even think are that bad of scenes on their own but that score just fucking 
rails it into your head, like where he's entertaining the kids, like that famous montage where he has like the the uh, anima ball on his nose and the yeah. bedpan on his head dancing around. And the music's trying to you know sell it as whimsical and amazing that he's doing this, and it just drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, keep going. Keep all going. Because right, right. no, I, I actually kind of agree with you on the the score. Yeah. The score is a little like over the top and maybe even a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, I will agree with you on that. Okay. Yeah. I, I I feel like Patch never really comes through as a complete human being. Mm. Like I I feel like they obviously set up the beginning where he's in uh, uh well I guess a a uh, asylum of some kind or a mental institute uh, and. Uh, because he tried to kill himself. Mm-hmm. But you don't really get a lot about why he did that or yeah. anything. It's just, oh, he tried to kill himself. Uh, he spent like a few days here and then he left and he's totally fine. Yeah. And then it, then when he gets to the school, like he's he's just like the really, you know, he just cares about people so much and he wants to, and, and he's just funny. And I feel like that's pretty much his whole character. <laughs> like he cares about patience, but there's no, nothing behind that. Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, no, it's interesting you brought up that point because even the real Patch Adams, yeah, kind of felt that the this uh, the movie mm-hmm. kind of tried to do like where he's just the funny doctor. Yeah, you know, I, I did some research into that that's too. What, yeah, that's what sells tickets, and like I totally agree with that. Yeah, um, his his response was kind of interesting because it changed over time a bit. Yeah, because I think at first when he was talking about how he didn't like that, they just tried to make him the funny guy and not like a serious doctor and someone who actually cared about medicine, trying to <laughs> push that forward. Mm-hmm. And it, that was also part of like I agree with that but it he uh it was still bitter at the time because he was hoping that the movie would be this huge success and that his you know kickbacks from that and the amount of interest on it would help uh him fund an actual hospital mm-hmm. like so that he could have a hospital on that land with like 40 beds yeah. and it didn't like mm-hmm. he never got the money they still haven't built the hospital mm. he's still got his institute but like yeah because I mean it I mean and I think that probably would change over time too right is that like a lot of people donated yeah, to him because of this movie. Well, that that's what he was hoping. But well, no, really no, they, but like they, they Over did. Time, he, I don't think he got yeah as much as he thought. Yeah, probably. But like, because I think that's what because like they even said in like 2010 he kind of like retracted like yeah most he did. Of what he and, said and when Robin time. Williams died, he and, you yeah, know, wrote a nice thing about him and and so and I think that's probably I mean I think he was probably disappointed that it didn't get as much as he thought. Right, but then but he probably looked at the big picture. Is like that movie probably got him a lot more funding than if it didn't come yeah, out. Yeah, I think so. I, um, that was my take on it too. Yeah, he kind of changes tune a bit mm-hmm. on it. Um, so another thing that really bugged me just about like these are just kind of general problems I sure. had with the movie. Oh, I'm not saying the thing's perfect. There's no, some no, things no. that like I agree with you on the score. Yeah, for sure, and the fact that like I hate when you know unfortunately sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. My, one of my favorite sayings is real R-E-A-L is not always real R-E-A-L. Right. You know, life in, in the films. You know, sometimes, because like, for instance, like Moneyball, for instance. Yeah. I can't. I don't like that movie because I just think it's a boring story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, it's cool. They made fucking statistic, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they tried to like overhype the fucking movie yeah. too, to a well, to a ridiculous degree. Yeah, I, this is one of those where I actually feel like if they had tried to really get to know that character and who he is in real life mm-hmm. and what he's trying to do, it would have made for a more interesting, nuanced movie than what they did. Like, there are a lot of parts where they're trying to beat you over the head with messages that are, like, really, like, ill-formed or mm-hmm. simplistic, and it, 
but okay. yeah. Um, it also bugs me that you never see him do any type of studying whatsoever or work it, if, towards medicine in any way. And, and, like, the characters even bring it up in the movie. Like, you never seem to do anything, but you get the best grades of all of us. Right. And, like, the movie never explains that, like, whether he's... Because something tells me that's not really what it was like for sure. the guy. I'm sure that he tried, but it was like an excuse that the movie's like, well, we don't want to spend a lot of time on him trying to do things. So we'll just say that he just does everything perfectly. He's like a magical, you know, comedy god who can walk through uh, med school and, no, you know, not, yeah. never have to try. But it's, like, so easy to empathize. For me, with, like, well, Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's just like, stop it. Like, I am trying, I'm working my ass off to try to be a serious professional in this. You know, it's great we can talk about that, but not now. <laughs> like, we, I have stuff to do. <laughs> and, like, I, I liked when the one patient kind of called him up out on it. Like, the, because up until then, everybody he sees is, like, uh, just uh, oh, the guy yeah, like oh he's so great and then yeah the dying guy just guy. calls him a do-gooder doesn't do shit yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> that's what he is but then that guy just turns around in one of the weirdest scenes in the movie yeah. where he shows up in angel wings and just starts use, saying euphemisms for dying yeah. most people who are dying would not be appreciative <laughs> of the guy showing up mocking the fact that he's dying <laughs> Yeah, but I think one of the things one of the things I actually like about the film is uh-huh. like, because they are always like, why are we so afraid of death? Yeah, it's going to have spoiler alert everybody, <laughs> and you know, and that's the weird attitude that it ha- that everybody has about it. Yeah, and people are so terrified about it. Me, I try. I live the life that like it, like I live at least in my life. I live like to where it's almost like I wouldn't say positive, but like my attitude is like why. Why not go for shit? Why not? Yeah. Why not? You only live once. Yeah. Why not just like, oh, I'm scared. Well, guess what? No matter if I succeed or fall flat on my face, I'm going to die. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to apologize immediately that I kind of quoted YOLO because fuck YOLO. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? YOLO is that phrase that. Yeah, yeah. You like only a, live once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, all right, okay, I get gotcha. that. I kind of use that. I also kind of <laughs> hate that idea in t- sometimes, though, yeah. just because it's like. Saying, like, oh, you only live once. It's like, well, then you probably want to, like, not die early. <laughs> like, or at least with dangerous things where people are like, I'm going to get drunk and dr- speed down the road. YOLO, bitches. It's yeah, like, okay. yeah, you only live once. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That, there is that opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to jump in a shark tank right. for fucking shits and grins like right. some of these psychopaths. But, yeah, like, where... But, but when wanna, it comes to, like, actually, like, you know... You might as well go for Yeah, something. like, oh, you like this girl. Well, tell her. You yeah, know, like what's the worst that's gonna happen? You gonna die? Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, fair enough. You know, shit like that. Like, I get, I get. You get you. <laughs> so you like the idea that you know death is a part of everything. You might as well joke about it. Like, I think it's fine to joke. I don't about know that if I really like it, but I, I, I just don't understand the fear. Yeah, you know, of like. To me, it's you know just I mean? like dying. Especially if it's something we all know it's going to happen. It's it's. But there's a difference between knowing you're going to die and knowing you're going to die like soon, Fair like enough. being mortally ill and having somebody show up and just like go, huh? <laughs> going <laughs> to kick the bucket soon. You're going to and, and, and maybe and like maybe that's where we differ because I would love that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, all right. Like you know. Fair enough. Because like I mean, I, and that's why I love this movie too. Because like I'm I'm a firm believer of you know. Laughter is the best medicine. If you're not laughing, what's the fucking point of being here? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, uh, what was the other thing? Um, uh, 
one of the, my favorite quotes in this movie. He says, a doctor shouldn't be just to delay death, but to improve the quality of life. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy it, because I feel like do- a lot of doctors just do that. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Well, I feel that's their job, though. <laughs> in terms of making life like a more enjoyable experience, you don't go to the hospital for that. <laughs> there are other things you have in your life. Like, yes, I think bedside manner is important. I think that your doctor should be personable enough that you can have conversations and, you know, that you have a friendly relationship with your doctor. Yeah. But I don't feel like your doctor needs to be a professional entertainer to keep you happy. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I don't either, but, uh, like... But even so, like, I mean, like, Louis C.K. has got that bit about, like, his ankle hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, it's like, just, like just no, ankle. it's just shitty now. Right. But, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, to me, it, there's a an even balance that you can find in that. Sure. Of somebody who can talk with a patient and actually care about them, but doesn't necessarily have to be Robin Williams running around, like, putting shit on his nose and his head and goofing off in front of everyone or dressing up as angels and mocking people's death you don't need to do all that to be a decent doctor and the movie paints it like it's one or the other yeah that's fair like like all the doctors are just dicks to everyone and don't care at all and the whole idea of talking with a patient it's like bedside manner existed before 1998 (laughs) or in this case 1963 yeah does the movie actually take place then it's in the 60s because it it doesn't feel like it really yeah to me it felt like it took place in the 90s even though really yeah even though like it's obvious like the real guy it was 19 like 71 or something when he was in school no, it was, it but it was, doesn't look like a movie that's set in the seventies to me at all. No, it's 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 early sixties, I think. I, I was pretty sure it was seventy one. Seventy one? Yeah, he might have been okay. born in the early sixties because he was like twenty. No, because they talk about his dad being in the Korean War. So Looking it up. He was he was born in like the forties. Yeah. Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah, May twenty eighth, nineteen forty five. Right, career. In. Yeah, he uh, okay, earned, his, oh, earned his degree in 71, so yeah, okay. yeah that's so late right. late 60s. I was thinking early 60s. You're right. Because uh, I felt it kind of felt like an early 60s film. Really? Like, in the like it just kind of had that, like... I don't know. Everybody's a little too... That weird... Nobody's, image. like, uptight enough for early 60s. To really? Me. But that, it, like, knowing that it took place... Like Bob Grunton, the main doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know a little I mean? bit, maybe. And, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman in the beginning. Yeah. But again, maybe it's just that, like their objections to him so, seem so reasonable most of the time to me. <laughs> like, other than other than when they're flat out saying, like, don't talk to patients. Yeah. Like, everything else is like, yeah, he's, ego. he's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> or, or like, like, the scene where they're all, like, trying to learn, or they're in the room, like, with a cadaver, and, go, and he's, like, bringing up a skeleton, like, hey, guys! It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm trying to study. <laughs> or, or, you know, like, bringing out, uh, what's her name, Corinne? And it, the female lead in the movie and being like, hey, I discovered the most amazing thing. And then he puts the enema ball on his nose. I'd be like, dude, just fucking stop. <laughs> like, that would, <laughs> it's just silly. It's fine, you know, but it's fine to do that kind of thing, but it just seems like he's interrupting people really trying to be doctors so frequently in the Fair movie. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, it would be so irritating. Yeah, but his point, main point is, is like, you know, going back to the quality of life. Because if you have no reason, all the medicine in the world ain't going to do shit. Well, yeah, I mean, it won't make your life better, but it'll help you live. 
they're two different things. No, no, I mean, not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. If you've given up on everything, yeah, all the medicine in the world ain't going to do a goddamn thing. Yeah. If your but, mind is gone and your mind is just defeated. But and, if you have cancer, all the laughs in the world aren't going to make you better. Fair enough. <laughs> like... Fair enough, it, but you need a, you need a balance of both. Yeah, and if you so if you and I, mean, I don't I don't think this movie really presents that that way. Fair enough, <laughs> that's my thought on it. But yeah, yeah, that I have a few more notes on that guy. Yeah, him joking around about like hooking up with his wife or the patient who's dying after he's dead. <laughs> it's like that's also a mean thing, but yeah, whatever. You know, at that point they're buddies, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, Phil. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I already talked a lot about uh, him. You know, I don't like you because you make my effort a joke. And that is kind of how he comes off most of the movie, uh, despite not doing anything. Uh, he's constantly breaking rules and committing malpractice in this movie, and, like, just nobody seems to give a shit. <laughs> like, like, they're all mad and act mad because he smiles too much and talks to people. Meanwhile, he uh, gets a coat from a meatpacking convention and uses that to pretend to be a third-year doctor and, like, sneak into programs that he can't actually be a part of yet. Is that malpractice, or is that just breaking That's curriculum? illegal. <laughs> or, I mean, you know, that's a, that's definitely a fair reason to expel someone. <laughs> like, that's, that's a pretty big infraction of the rules, <laughs> you would think, to be in the place and talking to people that you're not supposed to be talking with. And it, it is malpractice for him to be presenting himself as a physician and then going to see patients that aren't his. Well, technically, none of them are physicians. Yeah, the none, of, none of them, the but they weren't. The, they're not like they're at least in training and known. Like they can be around the patients. They're wearing mm -hmm. the coats that signify that they're at the point in their career where they're talking with patients and doing things. Patch Adams has not gotten to that point. So but I don't think that's malpractice. Yeah. Oh yeah. To Why misrepresent yourself as a doctor of a certain level when you're not. To the patient, like you're, if you're a first year, you're not supposed to be interacting with patients that way and presenting yourself as a doctor. You could, you know, it's like you could be around, but you're not supposed to be wearing the coat as if you're actually treating them. Mm. Like that's that's way off the books. And I don't know if he really did that in real life. Probably not, but you know, maybe. <laughs> I haven't read his biography. Mm. The research I looked at didn't really say anything about that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be. It. Oh, yeah. Then they flat out, uh, so they, they make the Gesundheit Institute. I don't know if they actually say it's called that in the movie. I don't remember mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I think they do. They, at the very end, they mention it, I thought, but I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. So, his whole, you know, it's a free practice. It has no income or no, like, funding source at all at that point, as far as I could tell in the movie. They never yeah. talk about that. So at one point they're like, hey, we're out of supplies. What do we do? And then they'd straight up just steal from the hospital. Yeah. And, and they set them stealing from the hospital like this whimsical, fun music. Like, Whoa, doo -doo, doo -doo. like, I hate that score. And yeah, again, it's like trying to make light of something that's actually a felony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then they have him be expelled for excessive happiness after all these things that he did that could actually get someone expelled. And he finds out about the excessive happiness thing by stealing the notes, yeah, which but, could also but, get him expelled. But that's retarded, though. Okay, yeah, okay, it's a fucking rule, but it's my private file. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, I hate I hate that anybody has a private file on me that I can't see. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah. 
Anybody. Government, whatever. That's fucking stupid. Still, I, I just hate the way this fr- movie frames it. Like, these people are just trying to... Try, they're just down on poor Patch Adams, who's just trying to help people. And it's like, no, he's doing... I mean, yeah, he cares about people, but he's, like, doing all these things that are totally off the books and totally fine to expel someone on. <laughs> but but then there's also the there's also the question that sometimes you kind of do... Stuff like I mean I'm but, not saying that these yeah. situations. I don't think this is one of those situations. But, but some but but you could. But you're talking like it's the rules. It's the blah, 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 blah. it's <laughs> like not all rules are smart. Yeah, but you know, like preventing people from interacting with patients until they actually have the experience to do so and know what they're talking about. I'd say that's a pretty fair rule. And I would say not stealing hospital supplies is kind of an obvious thing that like if you're starting your own practice, you don't steal from your work. That's fair. I'll give you that. That shit's one. really expensive. Like, sure. Both those, I think, are totally fair rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, sure. I think private files, yeah, they should try and make that in public. If, or, like, yeah. to share that with you if possible. But, I mean, it is the person's own. I don't know. Like, I don't think. Uh, I think on the books, they don't have to do Cause, that. Yeah, because, like, they do shit like that because so they. You don't have. So you try to go and present a case. Right. So And then you have no case that's fair enough that's what they do you that's know what I mean? especially with terminations that should probably yeah. be public record yeah i'll give you that yeah i'll concede that one as something fair uh even if it is a rule that he broke that could be totally a reason why he was expelled yeah but those are what i'm saying is the reason they do that is so they can have the upper hand yeah pretty much cheat if no. you will oh and um i'll agree with you on yeah. that I mean. <laughs> um yeah so there's just a lot of uh, unearned, like, important moments or things that they try to make the movie seem like a bigger deal than it is to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that the first few sentences are like, the definition of home is... And, uh, you know, quotes to uh, the Divine Comedy with Dante's Inferno and shit. And it, it's like, okay, you're trying to seem like, you know, is an intellectual movie telling you about this guy. And uh, he literally, like, talks down to God at one point when he's on the cliff and he's like... You rested on the seventh day. Maybe you should have spent that day on compassion. <laughs> that was just ridiculous to me. Like, the movie seems further up its own ass than it should be. Fair me. enough. Um, yeah, everybody's way too simplistic. And Like, I've talked about that a bit with all the doctors just constantly being jackasses and not caring about people, which probably isn't a totally fair representative of the... Oh, yeah, but like like I said... It's simplifying a real more life. complicated issue. So, sometimes you gotta, like, heighten the characters. Sure, but it, they, make... instead of heightening them, or they didn't, I, I know, like, they we... didn't even give them reason to be that way. I can totally see we're about to have the very conversation we have all the time about how <laughs> real movies... Yeah, yeah, we have that conversation almost every time well, we talk. To me, if about... you're going to have an antagonist, yeah. like even if they're going to be on the wrong side of things, they have to have a reason for that to be mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like a straw man argument. Like they're physical straw men for Patch Adams to tear down. Like well, you guys just don't care about the patients when, mm-hmm. like, it's a much much more complicated thing than that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and they they do that so much. Like they they have the psychologist at the mental institute when. He's talking to him, who's, like, not listening to a word he says. Like, Patch Adams starts to just throw in random nonsense into his story, and the guy doesn't even notice. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, uh, when he talks to, I think it's the dean, and says, like, why do you hate me? He says, what you want is for us to get down on the same level as our patients. It's like, that's not why you hate him. <laughs> like, that's a silly argument to make. Like, 
ooh, don't talk to our patients. <laughs> no. Don't care about them. Like, nobody, nobody's that heartless. People just care about, like, actually giving people... I mean, uh, I maybe know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't can, know. It's, I, it's I just can see so... where you're going with that. It's yeah, it's a little maybe a little much, but like some people just become doctors for money and yeah. But and I mean, they don't they give wouldn't a shit. reprimand someone for giving a shit? I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, As, and if if they are going to reprimand someone for actually caring, then the movie needs to make that make sense. Okay. As opposed to just having somebody do I that, because you've heard so many fucking horror stories of people doing just the worst shit. On yeah, like, remember Robert Courtney? You remember that fucker? Yeah. Like in Kansas City, was selling generic cancer pills. Like, I could see that guy being like that shithead. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? But you know he's. Like, he's not course. the primary antagonist in the movie, and if he were, they'd well, have yeah, to but, him. <laughs> but what I'm saying, what uh-huh. I'm saying, like, you're saying that, like, you couldn't see that guy being, like, saying some shit like that, or doing, or, I, uh, or not giving a shit. So everything I'm saying on this is in the context of a movie, too. Sure. And, like, how you have to tell stories. Okay. And uh, the fact that if you're going to have antagonists, they have to have a reason. There has to be okay. an ide- ideological struggle okay. that's more complicated than... Yes, care about patients. Don't care about patients. And, and like what's going on in the movie and what they're doing is more complicated than that. But they keep they keep framing the argument at just that, and by having these straw men villains. And it's just... and do you think uh, one thing I was saying? Do you think people do that so audience members can? You yeah, know what I mean, like, well, it's a do you think it's they, an emotionally do you think manipulative dumb, thing? Do you think they dumb it down just? I mean, for like more money. Cause like, I don't cause think pe- so. Really? I, I think in this case, it's because the screenwriter just didn't know that much about shit, and he yeah. wanted to just make it simple. Because like I was saying, like, because he didn't want to research why yeah, any man. of this would be or what changed during the time in terms of patient care. Like, mm-hmm. there really is supposed to be about the late '60s and early '70s and the way that medicine changed in that. Mm-hmm. That would be something, but it doesn't frame it that way. It mm-hmm. frames it like doctors are assholes. Patch Adams loves people. Therefore, Patch Adams is a good guy. Doctors suck. <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, Corinne, the female character, the only really... Which, you know, makes sense in the 60s in the hospital, I guess. But, yeah, she's a terrible character. Yeah. <laughs> she's absolutely awful. Yeah, uh, that's actually one thing I... I would agree with you on is like their relationship is so bad. It's so it's not even specific. No, she has no character except she hates men except Patch Adams. Yeah, that's like she brings it up multiple times and yeah. like normally. No, it, I will agree with you on that. Yeah, like it, she's like, and that's probably why she. I don't think she really works. <laughs> I yeah, I've really seen her in like years. Yeah, it, but it's not the actress's fault. It's a horribly written character. Yeah, that's like. It, she, you know, it, she obviously, or at the beginning, she's just turning him away all the time for kind of the, oh, stop talking to me. But then at one point she goes, no, stop it, because I'm a woman, and women in this field, we need to pay more attention to this than men. And yeah. like, like, I get it, it's hard to be a woman, a woman in a male-dominated field, especially yeah. in that time. But it, it's just like, that's her one attribute. And then there's... Like, I, I wrote down a monologue she has in the movie, which is, like, one of the worst monologues. Oh, is oh. it the one where she's, uh, men have always been attracted to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll go ahead and I read that I was like, that, that was a pointless scene. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. It's, uh, my entire life, men have been attracted to me. When I was a girl, I would look out my bedroom window at the caterpillars. I envied them so much. 
no matter what they were before, no matter what happened to them. They could just hide away and turn into these beautiful creatures that could fly away completely untouched. I hated men so much. I wanted nothing to do with them. Then I met you. There, like, there's no through line right. to that That's monologue. fair, that's fair. Like, I, she started... I, will, I, I think that's the first time in this whole podcast that we 100% did <laughs> it's they even, I, so I, bad. When you said that, I was like, I know exactly the one you're talking about. Because, yeah, first of all, like, oh, pity her that men have been attracted to her. Right. Then they go into a caterpillar butterfly thing where I'm like, okay, maybe this monologue is trying to say that... Her beauty makes men underestimate her as an actual person and her intelligence. Therefore, she might uh, envy the caterpillar who hasn't become this beautiful thing because, you know, maybe. But then it's like, no, it, because butterflies can fly away. It's right. like, well, then why don't you want to be a butterfly? <laughs> like, why even bring up the caterpillar? That doesn't make sense. And what's she flying away from? Like, her whole thing is about how she hates men, but she's okay with this man, so she's not flying away. Right. I, it makes. It's. The most nonsensical... And it's exactly like those quotes earlier, which have little to do with the movie at all. It seems like they're just trying to throw in, like, a metaphor because they think the very existence of a metaphor makes it deep without understanding what that is. This is by the screenwriter of, like, Kung Pao. So it's not, like, Nutty Professors 2. And and then also it just shows... It kind of gives her why her character is such a... They at least attempted... To show why her character is but such a twat know. in the beginning. They they clearly understood their own character so little yeah. that they just threw words at a paper to try to give her a depth. Yeah, and I and I guess maybe and maybe they were trying to like connect to like that's why she goes over to the murderer's house, you know, because she doesn't want to be that. Yeah, and like and so yeah, that fucking monologue so, is garbage. So did you read about how that character was composite of two different people in his life? She was, like, that character, uh, the real Patch Adams, like, she was kind of playing the part of his future wife Mm. uh, a little bit in that it is, you know, like, the balloon room scene. Like, that's something he did for the woman he ended up marrying and then divorcing in 1998. Right after the movie? Yeah, right after the movie. That's a little weird. Uh, But then he also had a friend who was male who died uh, from similar cause, or someone was murdered. So that, they just combined that with his wife. That's weird. It was weird, but, you know. I mean, I guess, like, I understand when people do composites to, like, make a character more interesting. Yeah. But, like, that's... Those are two very different things to try to mash into one. What they were trying to do is they were trying to heighten... Right, make make the death more significant because it's someone he loved. Mm -hmm. But then, like, then it doesn't work either because she dies and like there's a brief moment of guilt where he's like, "It's my medicine that did this," and then they just kind of get over it and it doesn't come up (laughs) again. But uh, yeah, so we've got a. Oh yeah, the way that the Gesundheit Institute comes about in the movie is really stupid. I think, (laughs) or what what like keys it off, or they're just in a diner. And people, yeah, and he just puts the, <sighs> no, yeah, it's like that's dumb enough. I'll and, give you that. And, and what they're talking about before that too is where it, people are uh, it, like just saying random things they don't like about hospitals. Like it's it's like people venting, but it's not like a consistent argument. It's just like I hate forms. And then someone else being like, well, one time I went to the hospital without a sh- an insurance card and I couldn't get treated. Mm. And, and then yeah, well, insurance companies drive up costs, and it's like okay. Those are all reasons to not like hospitals, but, you know, it's not really, like, a concise argument. 
So like then he just sits there, and it's a napkin holder, right? He just puts yeah. he puts glasses like Groucho Marx glasses on it, <laughs> a napkin holder, runs out of the office, and like did you get what that was supposed to symbolize? No. I don't think it symbolizes anything oh, other yeah. than huh, funny. Right. And then then he goes to Corinne and explains like, hey, I've got this great idea. It's a hospital. But it's free, yeah. and everybody, well, it's fun, and it has slides, and it's like, that's wonderful, Patch. How the fuck are you paying for this? Right. But like, but that's pretty much what he did. He, his yeah. hospital, they dress up as clowns. Yeah, yeah. And, like... They, they do their little clowning yeah. things, yeah. So, right. I mean, but yeah, but how, how, I will give you how, they just summed it up a little quick. It would have been interesting to see the actual detail well, and of how that's, they put it together. That's why his hospital, like, basically, like, it's an institute and it's a 501c3 nonprofit, which doesn't mean it's not funded. It means it's a nonprofit. Yeah. But, like, it's impossible to have a, a like, hospital that has no funding source. And, right. like, they don't set up a funding source at that moment. Uh, the script probably could have mentioned like, oh, well, we could get some donate it, it, donations, or we can get like a board in. But yeah, instead, it's like, hmm, there are a lot of problems with insurance companies and costs, and forms are a pain. And how about nobody has to pay for anything ever, and everything <laughs> is wonderful? It's just like such a dumb short. Like he acts like he has a re- like he has some moment of revelation, and it's just him going make everything free. And <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see some of the things he says. Yeah, free hospital, first fun hospital in the world. Totally free form. Uh, you know, there's slides, use humor to p- cure pain and suffering. Patients and doctors work hand in hand. So, yeah, at the time I was like, what? So, like, they don't even have drugs to prescribe or, like, how they do that? And then, like, I guess that's kind of how his institute works. Mm-hmm. They don't even do medicine. Yeah, and I think that's what I love about it is that, like, like little shit like that shouldn't be so expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like shit that, like... like I agree with that. You know what I mean? I agree that con- consultations and things shouldn't yeah. break the bank. Like, because, like, one time I had, like, athlete's foot. Uh-huh. A bad case of athlete's foot. Yeah. And if I didn't like, have insurance... I was telling yeah. you about this. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't have insurance between the medicine and the consultation, it would cost $1,200. Yeah. $1,200. Right, and they don't have to prescribe drugs or get any... Yeah. They can just flat out tell you, yeah, go get a drug off the counter. Yeah. Like, that makes sense to me, that you'd have an institute, but or, you know, practice that you can get in and out. And I mean, but it would have to be a non... Or, you know, like a... There still has to be some funding. Sure. Because, like, like, I understand his institute, they don't pay the doctors. And, like, I mean, there's just the free clinic, but, too. But, yeah. like, to set up an appointment for a free clinic, you have to wait, like, a month in yeah. advance. Yeah. Like, like True. And, True. Uh, but, but I mean, that's how this probably works, too. There's sure. no way that you can just... Like it, oh yeah, everything is gonna be free, and then sure. you don't have to worry about that. Right. So I don't know. It is like he's basically pro- uh, promoting a free clinic, except like without any sort of plan for how to fund it. No. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I I was because like like I said, I mean I love this movie, but even <laughs> movies I love, I can still find pro. I mean, there's problems yeah. with everything. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, I can't really find the perfect movie. Even even Pulp Fiction has fucked up like fucking like small little mistakes in it too well yeah i mean it again it depends on how you classify as mistakes like i i can find like a few flaws in a number of like movies that i really really like but this one i just like sure it's it's the very center of the movie that i find problematic yeah absolutely okay fair enough but like like what i'm saying even though i love this movie like Uh i totally agree with you yeah like 
the writing was not up to par. Yeah. Like the act, like one of the notes I have is the act. I love the acting. Yeah. The acting, and maybe that's where right. Like ultimately, this is where yeah. Like why you like it so much, why I like it so much, or why I don't like it so much is because of what we value in a film. Mm -hmm. Like I value like screenplay is really important to me. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a real complicated screenplay, or it doesn't have to be something that's like totally reinventing the wheel or super complex. But you know, it has to at least it has to at least give you a reason to care about it that doesn't seem like overtly manipulative or simplistic. Yeah. And it, like I, for this, it felt like both of those sure, to me. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, but like for you, it, it, like acting's like paramount, and you thought yeah. it was a, a well acted movie where you, like a lot of people you like in it and, are in it, and like Robin Williams got to have a pretty good range. Yeah. Of yeah, because because uh, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, it from both like sides, like because I one of my favorite things about watching movies is if it gets me, it gives me an emotional reaction. Yeah, emotional reaction to a moment, like the pursuit of happiness, where you finally, you know, spoiler alert, gets mm. the job. Yeah, yeah. That or uh, you know Jerry Maguire, where you think Cuba Gooden Jr. has a broken neck and then he does his like touchdown dance forever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like I love moments like that in films. Yeah. And like this movie has a lot of those moments even so though you, they're a little over the top. So they actually like that resonates emotionally for you in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like cuz I love the squirrel scene where he's laying and I did not like that I scene. Love that. Well, like, like I love that not because of that the moments I just read, but the other reason I like cuz just being an actor. Yeah. I was like that would be such so much fun yeah. to play that scene. Yeah. To be in that scene. Yeah. So that's why that scene got me hype. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like the gynecologist scene where he's just like, come yeah. on in, in, in. Yeah. You, you're just like, that'd be fun to perform, or you just thought it was funny. Yeah. I was like, that would just be, that's just a funny scene. Gotcha. <laughs> and like, yeah. So I can, I can forgive uh, the mistake of like the shitty monologue, which is, yeah. which is, Hands down, I totally agree. One of the top five worst monologues I've ever heard <laughs> in my fucking life. Uh-huh. And um, so I f- and and I mean like that kind of thing. Like if it were just one bad monologue in that movie, mm-hmm. that wouldn't break it for me. Yeah. It's just yeah that like all the scenes that are meant to make you feel for something, I just know that they're just like trying to lay it on thick with a score and to make up for any like real empathy that the yeah. screenplay has for anything. Because <laughs> like even like Philip Seymour Hoffman's like. Uh, he's like all the way over here, yeah. On one, and then all of a sudden he's just all the way over here. And it would have been interesting to see the transformation. Yeah, you know. Cause, yeah, no, definitely. And Corinne's you know, the same way in the movie yeah. where she uh, she goes from just like not having any time for him to be like, oh, you Patch Adams. Yeah. They're like, I love you. Yeah, because like Phil Seymour Hoffman even goes from trying to get him kicked out. Yeah, to trying to, to trying ultimate, to save him. ultimately being the guy who right. ends up helping. And there's him. nothing in the screenplay that really changes. Yeah, it, he just changes. Yeah. Like that's the big problem. Like I understand like in real life people do change, but like you have to you have to make it make sense for the audience. Right. It doesn't yeah, have to be like it. one really super big obvious moment, but it has to be. There, you have to think, pepper that through the movie in a way, at least. I think, it, yeah. It, uh, it can like go maybe, either way. Maybe we're saying the same thing, yeah, but yet are. not. I, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because like, you're saying it doesn't have to be a big moment. It can be a big moment. Yeah, I, but you have to see something. You have to give the audience some reason okay, why okay. I think we're on the same page. Shifted. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, so those were those were the things that stood out to me the most as like major problems with the movie. But I I, I kind of just took notes as I went through the film too, and mm-hmm. just how it goes. Like it starts out with you know him in the insane asylum, um, 
it, it felt like kind of a cliche of those places, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's a it's, short part of the movie. They want to establish the character. Or like, yeah, and I mean, because, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, because it felt... And maybe they ripped it off, and maybe ha- that's how it really was back then. Yeah. It felt very one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yep, I had the same feeling. Um, I feel it, like a lot of movie asylums are based on that movie. Yeah, which, I mean, but in all fairness, because uh, that book's very well-renowned. Yeah. Maybe it's that's a, how it is? I well, don't know. Well, it, the fact that the movie actually, like, if the movie is trying to take place in 68, which it sounds like, I guess it is. Yeah, because One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest, I want to say, is early 60s. Yeah. yeah. It, that period, it's absolutely true that those places were awful, and yeah. they didn't care about the patients, and they let them suffer in horrible ways. And uh, there's a there's a documentary from, I, I forget what year, but uh, called Titty Cut Follies, which is about, like, it's a famous documentary about uh, a mental health institute where, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the people going through the worst procedures and being treated just like animals and just being thrown into like dark cells basically and it's horrible yeah. like it, what's in this movie is a lot better than that and yeah. it's still pretty rough but uh I don't know. The only part on that that I had a problem with in particular was the like the squirrel scene you're talking about. Not yeah. because it didn't look fun, or, or be, it, but just the way the movie like played it as like you know again like this really inspirational moment where he's helping someone. When like I think most psychologists will tell you that he's enabling his psychosis, and that's actually kind of harmful. <laughs> Because like you know the whole breakthrough you want with people is for them to start to realize that what they're seeing. Or, you know, other people aren't seeing that, that maybe it is just them, that they can get past it. So if you play into those fantasies, then you're, like, giving them more weight or more reason to believe that those fantasies are the real thing. Maybe, but they, but he gave them that fantasy that he's strong enough to defeat them. Right, but he's still, again, enabling a fantasy. He's making the fantasy even more likely of this guy. So, yeah, he can defeat squirrels, but he's still going to be, like functionally useless in everyday society because he thinks squirrels are everywhere and he has to fight them (laughs) he's not scared he's yeah there you go you know (laughs) but it's treating a symptom in a way that's like detrimental to the whole i guess But you know, maybe I it's don't a very know, small thing like, in the movie. That was yeah, just one fair of enough. From like, what? I can because I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. like that could be. But then I can also see that maybe maybe that didn't work. So why not? Because like every, different strokes for different folks, you know, like that. right. But what he does doesn't like it doesn't cure him. It, well, it lets him live. But it's but a building not. block. And but it's s- building in the wrong direction. How do how do you know? Because it's how? not like it's not like there's only one path to sanity. That's it. No, but to there's there's. There is the path to realizing that you are having delusions, and reinforcing those delusions is in the opposite direction. But 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 reinforcing that it's like let's say let's say they just can't go away. Mm-hmm. His mind is gone, but yet he's strong enough to survive it and live with it. Yeah, but you don't know that someone's mind's gone, and like usually. <laughs> Usually you're there's some way around you're it. You're afraid of squirrels. You're pretty far. Well, yeah, but you can recover. And, and if people you're seeing, do recover. <laughs> yeah, that far, that far gone. Yeah, people recover. People have psychotic breaks. They have uh, delusions, hallucinations, and they get past it. Not everybody, but mm. a lot of people do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about the people that maybe there's some people that are so far gone that you have to go a different route. Right, but I don't see the route that he's taking leading towards sanity. I. I see it as a way to cope while you're still having those delusions, but it's also making, like, making it even harder to actually 
cure that or help someone out of it altogether. <laughs> it's yeah. Again, that's one of those where we're yeah, see I mean, there's no that, way to prove no. It's a, you or I. It's right. a one-note character in the movie Patch right. Adams. There's yeah. only so much. Like we're either way we go with this, we're extrapolating. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Because one thing, uh, one thing I really like about the movie, and I love that, uh, like I love this basic story of mm-hmm. innovation. Because innovation is usually, or like a lot of the time, kind of like I don't know if scary to normal people yeah well it's just will. difficult yeah it's like because it's it, hard it, to change shit right in the world you know yeah like change like happens so slowly yeah and i love films like that that have like that kind of message mm-hmm. like you know just like being yourself like you know especially in this world like there's like hey you do this you do this you do this you do yeah. this until you want to fucking blow your fucking brains out yeah you know like you just conform like little boxes on the hillside you know? like, i get i get you. and um i just love like accept it's the same way like a lot of people yeah. didn't like that movie but i liked what i i wish there was a college like that i think i would yeah, be more excited everybody. to go to college <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like and uh because like we even when like I was like looking at colleges, I was like, "So I gotta learn all this math for a theater degree." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, I agree. That's, yeah, it, like so I like movie and like that's one of the things I like about this movie and, and a lot of movies in particular. I just love, even though it's been done a lot, mm-hmm. I love that innovation, innovation, like the struggle from innovation from uh, conformity. Yeah, like uh, that uh, struggle in films. Yes. Yeah. Like, almost every movie I've seen like that, I yeah. just enjoy the shit. No, I, I can appreciate that. I just think they go about it the wrong way in this mm. movie. And, or just the way that they, again, frame the conflict as something so simple as opposed to, like, many shades of, like, how professional you need to be to, like, learn these things or how hard you have to work at it. And, you know, like, yeah, you want to be close to patients. You want to, cure, like, cure the people, not the disease, as he says. Which is, you know, a nice way of looking at it too. But you've also got to like have just enough distance on that that you know you <laughs> you can still recommend certain things or mm-hmm. like tell them hard truths and stuff. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I I I I, I like I like the idea of you know like I, I like the reasons you like this movie. <laughs> I just don't like the way that any of that's framed in gotcha. the movie. Gotcha. But uh, yeah. Let, Let's see other things. Um, so the jump from the psych ward is like really kind of abrupt. Like it's just like he's like, all right, uh, you know, I don't give a rat's ass when he gets released, and then he's just like, well, I'm in med school now, and maybe that's how it happened in real life. But it's like kind of weird to me that that's how it happened. Because um, I, lo- I I love that part. <laughs> yeah, he uses yeah. he uses like the acronym like you yeah. left on your own or whatever. I forget what it yeah, was. Like it's AMA. Like a, yeah, AMA, like uh, yeah. against medical advice or right, some shit. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, I, I was like, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need G-A-R. I don't give a rat's ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, then he's he's a doctor, and he has that moment where he's doing the social reprogramming bit. Do you remember that? Where he's like... It, and I like that. I like the idea of that scene. Or I like the idea that the real Patch Adams... 
it would do this where which scene again I'm sorry so there he's talking with his colleague or his buddy I forget the guy's name in the movie uh, oh the dude with the glasses yeah uh, yeah I forget his name too. and uh, they're, they're just talking about uh, how we're all pre-programmed to react the same way in certain things so all oh, day yeah, yeah. we go through and we say hello hello how are you good how are you and, and like none of it means anything they're just automatic responses so if you really want to elicit honest reactions and connect with people you have to do things that are against those or, or you know like interrupt that automatic process so that then your conscious mind goes into and starts talking so like in reality he would probably go up to people and just like say something goofy or say something right. different or, or or you know like just just so they can't use the pre-programmed response and they talk but the way they do it in the movie it, it goes to the extreme of hanging from like a right. lamppost he's like hi and then uh, She's like, I don't know if you reached her. He's like, wait a minute. And she walks off and then turns around. It's like, oh, you. It's like, it's just, it's like the real world way of like presenting that is more interesting to me than like something that heightened and that stupid with like that lady. Like nobody does that. Nobody's going to turn around 10 seconds later and be like, oh, that was a good one. It just felt like the guy who wrote it just didn't understand that concept of social reprogramming that well yeah. and just, like, wrote something silly. <laughs> <laughs> you like it? Yeah, it was just like, uh, I can see where you're going with it, but mm-hmm. it was yeah. like, I think I think you have the same thing, I think, or, because, uh, like, about the squirrels incident. Yeah. Like, this is such a minor scene. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. This so, like, these did, are I, I'm on to the things in the movie that didn't oh, you're qualify doing, you're doing the minor as stuff. major gotcha, issues. Gotcha, like gotcha, these gotcha. aren't big thematic problems. These are just things that are like that was weird. Yeah. Okay. okay <laughs> for sure. Um, do you think? Okay, because you're. A, do you think audiences would want the realistic as opposed to? Well, I mean, they don't need the to be. It doesn't need to be super realistic, but it doesn't need to be like just silliness for the sake of silliness. Mm-hmm. It, like. It, that that's a like what he does in the movie like yeah technically that's social reprogramming but it's just such a bad example of it <laughs> like it just i don't know it it makes more sense if it showed him like having real conversations with people mm-hmm. or like it could be funny conversations it could be almost like crowd work or something or the way mm-hmm. comedians work where you like get elicit real responses and that would be just as effective and actually draw a more clear through line to how he interacts with patients where where he just wants to connect with people and you know (laughs) treat them as human beings as opposed to just like you know things that we look at and study for medicine Mm -hmm. uh i don't know little thing just something i thought for sure what do you think of the uh the meatpacker convention scene (laughs) it was uh I'm not 100% sure what it was for. <laughs> Other than him getting a white coat. Yeah. I have no I mean, idea yeah. whether it really happened or anything. Yeah, probably not. I probably mean, not. It's just a weird moment in that movie. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely fun. And Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it was a bad scene. Do you think it like, <laughs> maybe kind of established like how he is? Just like I guess. Because they, they just like... They just ask him, and he's just like, "Does does a chicken have lips or what?" Yeah, yeah, says? yeah. And it kind of just established how he is. Yeah, and he just kind of went. With and it. and I mean, you know, maybe you could call that as like kind of their more real social reprogramming scene, but it's just like kind of weird and random. Yeah, in it the is. Context of the movie. <laughs> That's fair. I um, mean, you know, it, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and I dug it, but yeah, I mean, but I can see where you're going. It is very out of the blue. Yeah, and it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. 
I already talked about him getting the coat and sneaking in and how that's kind of a horrible thing to do. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with the children's ward scene that so many people hate other than the score is absolutely horrible in that scene and like undermines everything that they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm getting to a lot of the things, like some of the, some of the things they write for the patients uh, for what they wish they could do in life or what would make them happy are just dumb. <laughs> like, I know they're just like, we need a big silly thing in this movie. Right. But you know, it's just it, like they, they again try to make it so emotional over something just ridiculous. Right. And it, it doesn't play, it doesn't play like they're mocking. It doesn't play like they're making fun of just like how silly this thing is, but how much it me- means to someone means it, it. They act like it, you know, he's doing something really righteous yeah. by blowing up a b- bunch of balloons and having the guy shoot little darts at balloons in his room, and it, you know, doing the emotional music with the, that was incredible patch. That's safari. It was all I wanted. It's like, dude, you shot some balloon animals. I mean, that's nice, but like, I refuse to believe this and be like. Thought I was gonna die for nothing, but the doctor blew up some animals and I shot him with darts and <laughs> that's... Yeah. Or the old lady in the I don't know though. I mean the imagination take you back. I mean like you, I you learn you learn it in sense memory and like Strasbourg and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean the the minds of you take it back and it uh, he I'm pretty sure he's he knows he's not there. Yeah. But it could give him more of well, a yeah, vivid memory and like really take well, it back wasn't there. his whole thing that he never got to do the safari so like this was his safari i kind of swear no because he said Maybe. one more safari. oh one more okay I, i'd yeah. have to watch it i'd have to watch it again but yeah i'm pretty you might be right sh- i'm pretty sure he said one more safari yeah and so i mean yeah but like the but the lady with the bucket full of noodles like <sighs> yeah whatever <laughs> okay it's like now, really now, now that's you're... your life-changing moment that's the swim in spaghetti fucking weird and it's the same deal where there she hugs him in the spaghetti and it's like playing the cheesy music yeah. like oh they changed her <laughs> life by getting a pool full of spaghetti <laughs> uh, um yeah there's there's a weird moment where uh patch assumes that corinne is into him just because she doesn't like totally reject him outright which like today would not be in this movie (laughs) because you'd immediately have people calling you out for like enabling rapists and stuff because that happens um let's see uh yeah you already already mentioned the welcome gynos at your service scene which like it's kind of funny but also like in real life it'd be like if you were trying to run a respectable hospital and you had gynecologists show up and some student set that up you'd be like fuck you you're out of here <laughs> which is what they do and then like he he just kind of acts like well uh, you know i understand your job is to be a dick <laughs> it's like no but you know you want to look like a real institute to people and so that you get good people working there yeah i mean i <laughs> i mean but in all fairness like it's fucking Lighten up, people. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, real. I mean, you're so, like, you're fucking just integrity and shit. This is like, this is what you do. I, like, yeah, I guess a lot of the... Have, have a, like, a like a sense of humor about what you do. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, and I, I like the way that, like, a couple of the people look a little put off, but mo- a few of them are just kind of smiling to themselves. Yeah. Like, not laughing out loud, but at least, like, <laughs> like, cool about it. Right. But, I mean, I also imagine that if you're a gynecologist, you hear that shit all the time. <laughs> Fair enough, but you don't see that. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, like, when you're trying to do your job, it's like, eh, it's a little disrespectful. Like, I, I, I'm fine with it in the context of a movie other than the fact that... Disrespectful? Like, lighten up. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like, you get paid a shitload of money. Like, calm down. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I totally get why someone who would be running a hospital would be pissed off if someone did that, though. It's not like a college. It's not like a fraternity or something. Like, uh, it's all context. Uh, I don't know. I just wrote how it is a little weird that, you know, they mentioned him trying to kill himself, like, partway through the movie, and that's why he went to the... Mental Institute, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of glossed over. Like, I, uh, that was already part of one of my bigger issues that he's not very well defined, and mm-hmm. that just seems like a weird thing to. It's, it's even weirder now that Robin Williams actually killed himself uh, to right. have yeah. that come up as a plot point. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I tried to kill myself, and then it just disappears from the. Yeah, narrative. I was just saying, like, that, that scene where he's about to. where he's contemplating jumping off the. Right, the cliff. It's kind of creepy now. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and I mean, no fault to anybody. Yeah. It's just, just given what happened is kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Uh, like, that, the fact that he killed himself in real life is obviously not something that yeah, uh, I mean, is the movie's fault, but, yeah, it, like, the I mean, way that they gloss over that later. in the movie is weird to me. Hmm. Uh, and I, because I don't think when he's at the cliff, he's contemplating jumping off, really. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. Because that's right about... after she died, and he's just like... Right, I guess. And he's just like, I could do it. I... Which is which is weird, knowing, or having looked at stuff about the real Patch Adams, where, like, after his stay in the Institute, he's like, no, like, that that's what got me. Like, I realized I could actually help people and it would matter, and I, you know, now it's crazy to me. I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. So it, it's weird. In late, but yeah, in the move, context of the movie, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Which, I mean, in, like, and granted... I mean, after his friend died, you know, he could have a bad day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, mean, I doubt he just was, you know, yeah, he got, went sure to that, that institution difficult. and then never thought about suicide ever again. Sure. Well, and it wasn't like the institution cured him, but his idea that he could help the people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. His yeah. T- his time in right. the institution. Would totally change that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. Like going through, I hate that, like, fixing up the house montage. It's right. It's so it, cheesy and out of like so many. Every so many movies have it though, and it's just yeah. I I I, I all agree. I mean, I, <laughs> I, they spend way too much time on it on every fucking movie. It's ever in. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, at all point, I guess it's not to, but I don't feel like the movie needed to show them actually putting together like this shoddy practice. Like it feels really out of nowhere in the movie at that point. That mm-hmm. it's like, oh, all of a sudden, this is about you know, a couple upstarts, and then, like, it goes back to him mostly being at the hospital. Well, yeah, and then, like, and also, like, when the guy, like, the guy who gives it, when the guy fucking loaded, like, why did the house look so <laughs> shitty? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, like... It probably did, like, he probably didn't want to put a lot of work into it, but I don't know. Because it, it's, it's both weird that, like, in the context of the movie, that that just jumps out and becomes a thing and then kind of, like, fades into the background, but it also is weird when you look at the real-life context and go, well, really, like, that's the start of his life work. Yeah. Like, shouldn't, that should be probably well, a bigger focus of the movie than everything else. That's what he was pissed off about. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it. If you, yeah. If you read a lot of his statements of what he didn't like. Right, he's like, movie. oh, it's just funny, doctor. At, f- at first. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, right, it, it seems to be a small part of the movie, even though yeah. that's his legacy. Not graduating, <laughs> like the big big moment at the end of the movie is that he he graduates because he convinces like the audio, the court to do it. It's like a cheesy court montage thing, but at least like like his speech, just going based on what he says in the speech, can't disagree with him. You know, yeah. I'm like, all right. You've got a point. If you had just said that in the court, would be like, all right, well, you know, he seems like a decent guy. He got good grades. Why wouldn't you let him uh, graduate? Like, you know, not knowing the whole part about <laughs> pretending to be a third-year med student or mm-hmm. stealing from hospitals and stuff. But, like, based on what he presented there, it seemed all right. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. so, so you wish they wouldn't have had, like, the big monologue speech no i was i was okay with it okay. i thought that the context you would of rather it, just be talking to the no people. no you know i'm fine with it okay. like i think it's cheesy but i think within this movie mm-hmm. like that's it's tonally acceptable and it, it puts the movie's argument into a clear context it's like the thesis of the movie mm-hmm. even if i don't think the movie did a good job of supporting the thesis throughout yeah. the whole thing yeah because like my thing is if if it if it's a good actor, like yeah, Williams, then you can sell it. I yeah, I I love because I we've had we've had once yeah. again we've had that conversation of I hate those. Hey, <laughs> this is exactly how real life is. Movie yeah, I can't stand those movies. Yeah, they bore well, even shit those out are presented me. in specific ways. Like even if it's a slice of life, like it's a moment that's emblematic, emblematic in people's lives. Or like mm. boyhood, it's. It's like a number of scenes that aren't maybe the biggest moments, but they're they're scenes that give you a very clear idea of that. So you know, like you're seeing not maybe not the highlights of that person's life, but the moments that are most expressive of what that life was. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, like I, I'm also okay with scenes like that where it's just this big moment that puts everything into perspective, and like it's really cheesy the way they do it with like I mean, sit down, yeah. stop, t- turn around, stop talking to the. There's court. a fi- there is a fine but, line, but I, I do agree with there is a yeah. fine line. Like it's on both sides here, but, of the spectrum, but I don't fault the movie for going that yeah. route with it. Because like my my there is a fine line. I I kind of like it somewhere in the middle. I don't think yeah. it went over. Because yeah. there are some movies that it goes. Yeah, and then but then I also like it to stay on the other side, not not to be completely. Hey, this is exactly how life is. Well, then my argument is like, why don't I go live my life then? Why am I watching this movie? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, yep, yeah. So yeah, that's that's really pretty much uh, my thoughts on the movie from front to back. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we both did research on the guy. We talked about a lot of that, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down a few little things about him. You know, like he's he's basically a hippie. Like it's fine. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like it, he's not yeah, portrayed he that way in the movie, but he's a hippie. Yeah, he, and he, he's like he's got a hipster, but not. He's mustache. got the most ridiculous <laughs> like, looking mustache. I was like, what the fuck? He's a hipster before hipsters were hipsters. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, he's the kind of guy who named his children Atomic and Lars. Yeah, which Atomic. are the actual names of his children. Right. Um, his his hospital is very much like a hippie commune version of like medicine, mm-hmm. or not his hospital, but his institute. Where it, it, the the quote on the website is, it's a holistic medicine in comp- that encompasses acupuncture, biofeedback, faith healing, folk medicine, meditation, megavitamin therapy, uh, yoga, and other natural healing methods. Mm-hmm. So it, it like they don't talk about drugs in the movie, which was like a confusing thing to me that they're like, well, how do they pay for drugs and stuff? Right. But it really is that it's just like let's treat it with feelings, man. Let's act out and do song and dance for. 
for you know our problems then we'll get better as people man <laughs> like you know nice thought <laughs> and and like you said like if you just want to go to a free clinic and get like a base idea of what's going on with you as yeah. a, it, 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 like it's it's nice i don't know if i'd enjoy the two to three hour uh visitation like required length that they have there holy shit yeah that's their thing they're like we need to get you to know you as a person man before we do any of this so it's two to three hours of waiting right and it's like that's man sometimes i just want to go in and see if i'm sick <laughs> and be out you know but uh but yeah like you know it's free yeah <laughs> they're 501c3 well, and like, non-profit. And that's i think that's way better i would rather go there if i was like completely healthy to stay healthy because those things sound way better than what... I mean, how many times do you see, like, commercials for, like, bullshit pharmaceuticals? Yeah. You know? Hey, you got itchy eyes? Well, hey, okay, take this, don't worry. Okay, oh, yeah. you might be bleeding from the ass, yeah. but, you know, like... Yeah. So I think I think that to stay healthy and, like... And maybe even, like, treat minor things, absolutely. I mean... <laughs> If you need like major surgery, I'm not recommending right. you go to Patch Adams right. and, Institute and that's or whatever the, the like fuck. Like the movie it is. doesn't draw a clear line between mm-hmm. that thing. It's just like patient doctors are jerks. Be nice to your patients. And but like the real Patch Adams really was like, yeah. come here. It's not really a medical phys- or I mean, it's a hospital or it's a health institute, but it's not like. They don't really treat people in that way. Yeah. They're just like yeah, nah. yeah, no, totally. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but then you know they did kind of <laughs> go over the top and like it should. The struggle should have been how could they coexist? Yeah, because you need both, in my yeah. opinion. You do, yeah. you do. <laughs> uh, you know, because for like little shit, you shouldn't have to go to the hospital to get athlete's foot cream. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I know. And like I and like because I, I had to go to like and well, get you could have gotten something off the no, all the off the it was that that's how intense it was. Oh, okay. The so over the counter, I tried yeah. I tried all of the tenactin and uh, like over okay. the counter shit. That's why I went to the doctor and okay. I even told him that. Yeah, because I remember they I was, did write you a prescription. Though. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, but like <laughs> fucking like what are people like? putting athlete's foot cream in a spoon and getting high i mean you like, gotta imagine that there's some reason why but you know you never know it's yeah. the fda that make, well the fda makes the decisions on that but well they don't make the money off of it the fda is oh. a government organization <laughs> yeah they don't make the money on it well, at least not, not on the government. books yeah that's true <laughs> like, <laughs> okay maybe in an envelope in a tan envelope under the table yeah <laughs> lobbies lobbyists yeah. Um, so yeah, the real practice or the one that's in the film lasts 12 years, which, you know, is better than I would think when they had no plan other than treat people for free. But, uh, uh, yeah, there's still all, uh, all volunteers for the Institute's, uh, staff. He admitted even during the 12 years when they had a physical location, the staff paid itself to, or staff itself paid to practice. Uh, they don't have medical malpractice insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't pay for that. They're, uh, they're like, well, we just cut costs. And it's like, all right, well, I guess that's good. It's a little little weird, you know, like, yeah. but they probably don't do enough. Like, I can't imagine they do surgery and stuff if they don't have drugs. So it's not like they can really do much in the way of malpractice other than, you know, bum you out if they screw up. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they... Uh, yeah, they, they mentioned the Gesundheit Hospital in the movie, and obviously that was never funded or finished. Uh, he's still trying to raise funds for it on his website. Uh, there are 
there are interesting things online. Like, there's a blog from a former person who worked there talking about how he basically like mistreats all the people there. It's a terrible place to work. But uh, it, you always see things like that. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't know if this is like this could just be a disgruntled employee who got sure. fed up with shit and left and says stuff. Because then they're saying things like, well. He uses the funds from all this to pay for like his apartment and stuff, or like where he lives. And it's like, well, you know, I, you know, is I know it's a five hundred one c three nonprofit, but you still like take part of the money that you get, and, and like your budget is includes salaries and includes yeah. like so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. he's worked, paying himself I've because for he's the head. I, I do work shit. for one. Like yeah. they have to be able to pl- publicly disclose that information if asked, like, yeah. how much CEOs make and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, you are paying yourself on that, yeah. so it's not like that's illegal. Like, it sounded like the guy was kind of mixed up on what was okay and what wasn't with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's, I don't know. I, I, it, I doubt that people are just lining up outside the place, or you know, outside the place to just, like, get volunteer work like the movie tries to make it sound. But, you know. Maybe back then, but probably I, not now. I doubt in 98, like, no, almost no, I'm 30 talking, I'm years. I'm talking uh-huh. back when it started, because it started in, like, the 70s. Yeah, right. yeah, but uh, I think it, the movie, yeah, it, the movie itself mentions in the little text, they're like, right now there are over 5,000 uh, professionals who all want to volunteer at this, and it's like, that eh, sounds a little, <laughs> little fuzzy. Maybe, I can, I can see, but 5,000 in the grand scheme of things, probably isn't that much. but to work at one institute that doesn't pay people that's fair <laughs> uh yeah other random observations i didn't really have that much it's a little weird that robin williams is playing like a 20 year old yeah <laughs> like it, the movie never outright says that but if they know they uh phil streamer hoffman goes you're a little old uh... yeah but in real life the guy was like 19 when he went into med school really yeah so if the movie was actually trying to be the 60s and about the real patch yeah. atoms then uh, yeah fair enough <laughs> yep so yeah anything else you had to say on it i think no. we covered it pretty thoroughly i think so <laughs> i think so so yeah no. neither of us really changed our mind on this no no we had concessions where no, we no, agree no. you know like i i like that you like the message of the movie yeah like just the idea right. of you know Give me hope that people aren't so shitty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, but I, I I totally agree that it's there are some <laughs> things that are ridiculous. Yeah, like um, you go- you like you like this the story or the idea of the story rather yeah. than the script. And if the way they would have had told. a better, I totally agree. The writing is yeah holding it back from being a great flick. Yeah, you know I think the writing uh, like. I can see why you don't like it as much. Yeah. Like, I think you could make a pretty good movie out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It, it would be tricky to get around certain things with a real-life guy, just mm-hmm. in that, like, yeah, he runs a practice where it, it's a hospital, but it's really more like, you know, a, a cure people through being human thing. And it's, it's you know, not really a profitable thing. It has, still hasn't really succeeded totally. Like, mm-hmm. you could make something out of that, though, and the positivity sure. behind it. I just don't think this one necessarily did a good job with it. Yeah, no, the right. I will agree. The writing definitely 
I'm kind of interested. See if what else he, the guy has written. I, I looked it up. He, what, is uh, it, what else has he written? He wrote some such as The Nutty Professor 2. Okay. I think he wrote the first Nutty Professor also, but it's funnier to me that he wrote The Clumps for some reason. Because um, The Clumps sucks. Because it's terrible. Yeah. He also wrote, uh, I th- he did a lot, I think he did one of the Dr. Doolittles or something, and uh, Kung so, Pao. Remember Kung Pao? Yeah. That like, Yeah, he was the lead guy in it. The writer... Oh, he was that guy? That's the guy who wrote this movie. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow. Hold on. Uh, Steve o- Odekirk. Yeah. Oh, he wrote Evan Almighty. Yeah, he just writes every sequel on the planet. I guess he did the first one. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Going through the whole thing. Yeah, he started with, you know, In Loving in Living Color was one of his first things. He only wrote for like three episodes. Well, no. I don't know. I think he wrote for more. But, like, that's that's a pretty good start. But, yeah, Nutty Professor, uh, uh, Patch Adams, obviously, the Thumb Wars movies, the movies where it's just talking thumbs. Yeah, that was a thing in the turn of the century. Uh, Nutty Professor 2, he wrote uh, Jimmy Neutron. Uh, yeah, more thumb movies, the Blair Thumb. Uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, more thumb movies. <laughs> Half his filmography is writing movies about talking thumbs. <laughs> so it might not be <laughs> the best best Fair way to look enough. at it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, Cowboys, uh, Cowboys and Aliens. aliens. Mm, man. He wrote for the a few episodes of the TV show version of Jimmy Not- Neutron 2. Hmm. So yeah, not the most glowing filmography. <laughs> But yeah, guy's been and, nominated for an Academy Award apparently. <laughs> Whoa, hold the on. The Academy Award nominated multi hyphenate. Uh, yeah, for oh for Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Ah. <laughs> Back when you could basically make an animated film and it would be nominated. <laughs> but yeah, it's a rough filmography. <laughs> yeah, he goes <laughs> and mo- mostly like broad comedies though. Like and yeah. that's. Like, it just feels like Patch Adams, like, as a biopic, it was just way out of his realm. Like, it wasn't something that he normally did. He didn't really understand a lot about it, probably. That's fair. He just dumbed it down to his level. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I will, I will, I will concur on that one with yeah. you. But yeah. yeah, like, looking at it, it's just like, man, he's just done every crappy sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he's that guy. <laughs> like, who can we get for cheap? Well, and you know, at the time of uh, Patch Adams, he hadn't done much at all. He'd done the first Nutty Professor and uh, Ace, Ace Ventura 2. Ace Ventura 2. So, you know, his career was still, like, teetering. Oh, he did nothing to lose, too. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, even know which one the, that was. That's with Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. Oh, that one! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never saw that movie. <laughs> So yeah, that might be it for now. Yeah, I think, I think we've so. We've pretty much exhausted uh, Patch Adams' right? in discussion. But uh, yeah, tune in next week when we cover God knows what else. <laughs> <laughs>